We are back for the episode of Too Many Men. Uh, we have the analysis of the divisional round to get to, perhaps the greatest weekend of football we've ever seen. Tom is back Hello. to do some more of his college football rankings. But I want to start with the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame because Barry Bonds did not get in. David hey, Ortiz. Here we go. <laughs> David Ortiz was the only one to get in. David Ortiz, who was named in the same report Barry Bonds once about doing steroids. Well, that's because uh, Bettman came out and defended Ortiz. Who did? Bettman. Well, Bettman, huh? Bettman. What's the name Bettman. of the Leave me alone. What's the name of the guy named Bettman? <laughs> Imagine Gary Bettman just God comes damn. out and goes, yeah, man, David Ortiz. No. <laughs> Leave me alone. What's his name? Who is it? I'm bad with names. The MLB guy. The guy then or the guy now? The guy oh, now. Manfred. 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 That's who came out and defended him. Well, he doesn't have a say. No, I know he doesn't have a say, but him saying, hey, it might not have been steroids, was enough for everybody to go, ah, oh, it wasn't steroids. But, like, keep if, if we're going to be the morality police and keep Barry Bonds, Pete Rose, it looks like Alex Rodriguez, Sammy Sosa. Well, Alex Rodriguez is at 40 40- like around 40% of the ballot. I think he had like 30.7. That's far more than Bonds and Clemens had. In their yeah, first. but I, I don't think you could put... Clemens is another one. I don't think you could put A-Rod in and not not Barry Bonds. Like that's worse well, than can. putting David Ortiz in. They can. So a couple, couple things about this. Number one, Bonds and Clemens are going to be on the committee ballot next year. So I think they have one more final chance. Yeah. I think, so I think... I think that's, that's going to go kind of interesting. Number two, shout out to the guy who didn't vote for David Ortiz because of steroids and voted for Bonds, Sosa, and Clemens. What? Listen. There's the logic in that. There was a guy that said that on MLB Network yesterday. I mean, you can't run from it. The steroid era in baseball happened. There are all these players that weren't even named in in that report that came out in, what, 2003 that probably did steroids. You just didn't know about it. And they're not getting affected by it at all. Roger Clemens said he knew. The report came out in 06. Was it 06? 06. Okay, 06. Yeah, it was, I was going to say, I think it was 07. And you know who else was on that name in 07? Big Poppy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, what we're talking that's what about. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, the testing happened, well, David Ortiz allegedly tested positive in 2003. Yeah, that was. That's so when the testing happened. All the testing happened in 03, and it was supposed to be anonymous, and it was supposed to be yeah. league-wide, whatever. And then I think it was for some, like they were just, it was a random drug screening, but it was supposed to be anonymous somehow. And somehow, some way, a list of people who popped up on like for a retest, not even necessarily that they popped positive, just retests. Someone got a hold of that list and released it and was like, look at all these people that did steroids and that we still, you know, look at them uh, like champions. But, Uh so what Manfred had came out to say was, we don't know what he tested positive for. That was simply saying he had to be retested. That was what he was trying. Like That was his defense of uh, Ortiz. It's no secret that baseball voting is a, it's a likability contest. That's what it's come down to because the Baseball Writers Association basically only votes in the people they like. Yeah. Derek Jeter was very likable. He becomes... Was he yeah? Was he yet unanimous getting in, or was, was it Mariano uh, Rivera? Vote. Okay, so he was off by a vote. Yeah. Mariano Rivera also likable, unanimous, and no cheater. Yeah, I mix up usually which one's unanimous, either him or Mariano. But no, that one dude I think he was from like Colorado said fuck Derek Jeter. Yeah, David Ortiz, seventy-seven point nine percent of the vote, three hundred seven votes. Um, you can't tell the story of baseball without Barry Bonds. Or Pete Rose. Or Pete Rose. The MLB's all-time hits leader, all-time home runs leader, and all-time, one of the most Cy Youngs are all not in the Hall of Fame. That's crazy. Well, the argument is that those records shouldn't count because they were using uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, Yeah. but it's in the MLB record book. It is. No, I understand but that's the argument of the writers. They can't control what the MLB puts in their record books, but they can but control who gets in the Hall of Fame. I think it's crazy that the writers are the ones voting. 
this comes from such a long I know time ago. I know. When that meant more. Yeah, it meant more because it wasn't as nationalized. You didn't hear about what was going on from other places. Your only source of finding out about like Mickey Mantle when you were in the middle of nowhere in the Midwest of the country was the sports writers, the baseball mm-hmm. writers. It's not like that anymore. No. It should Well, how would you do it though? I would go players that are in. You think the living players, players in the hall should yeah. vote other players in? Living players. Interesting. Although I feel like then you would uh you'd probably have a lot of o- overlooked like old time guys. Like you know how every year they always throw in like some Well, baseball doesn't do that as much cuz they have a committee that looks at that. Okay. Like if you didn't get in through the baseball vote, they have a way that you can still get in, which I don't even really agree with. I, it just seems flawed. I mean, you look at Barry Bonds's stats. He's a 14-time All-Star, 12-time Silver Slugger, 8-time Gold Glove, and let me tell you, the Gold Glove had nothing to do with steroids, really. Uh, 7-time National League MVP, 3-time National League Hank Aaron Award, 2-time National League Batting Champion, 2-time National League Home Run Leader, 762 home runs, 73 home runs in a single season, 2,500 walks, 7 MVP awards, 232 walks in a single season, uh, 609 on-base percentage in a single season, and 863 slugging percentage in a single season. This man got intentionally walked with the bases loaded. Yeah. No, listen, I don't disagree with you. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, yeah. too. Absolutely. Put him in. But I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm telling you why the writers feel the way they do. Also, you know, it's a bunch of old guys clutching yeah. their purses, looking down with their monocles, saying, oh, you can't get in here because you use drugs. Well, that was the time, man. Everybody at the time was also using the same drugs. So it was an even playing field. Let's... For argument's sake, let's take away his power. Let's make it based on his pure hitting ability, which steroids wouldn't have that much of a positive effect on. Right. David Ortiz's career on-base percentage is 380. If you turned every single one of Barry Bonds' 762 home runs into outs, his on-base percentage would be 384. Jeez. That's ridiculous. That's from Kendall Baker on Twitter. Big Cat had the, the best, I think. Stat. He said this is his favorite. From 2001 to 2004, 39.5% of all Barry Bonds at-bats ended in a walk or a home run. In that time, he also reached base 94 in 94% of his games played. That's crazy. Yeah. Listen, he might, he he might really be the best hitting. baseball player to ever live. He used drugs. I just don't like how, oh, I hate how Ortiz gets the free pass because he's always smiling in front of the camera and all that shit. That's what it is. Everybody loves Big Poppy. I know. I hate it. Another one didn't get in was Kurt Schilling. I mean, I think another thing that's... That Kurt Schill- the Kurt Schilling one is weird. That's a whole different ball yeah. game. But with Ortiz, I think another thing helping him, and you may disagree with me, he got shot on camera and everybody watched that's him. not and then he survived think, i don't think that's got anything to do with it well i think I it's more like some I, it's people more, would have been like ah you know there's nothing to do it's <laughs> more to do with it. it's more the shit that surrounds a player you know babe ruth was getting it but the fact that he called his shot didn't hurt david ortiz the fact that he gave that speech after the boston marathon right there on the pitcher's mound mm-hmm. that helped his case a little bit it just builds up the aura the mystique and so did the countless home runs that he hit in the postseason. Yeah, that too. I'm not saying David Ortiz shouldn't be in, but to put him in and not put Barry Bonds in is just batshit crazy. Well, we're also seeing everybody else in the world say the same thing. Yeah, except for... I want the people that didn't vote for him to say why. I want to hear why. They're going to give you the same bullshit of... Steroids, PEDs. Yeah. I... They're going to say he did drugs, so he no get in. Oh, so another one who didn't get in was Kurt Schilling, and he voiced his displeasure <laughs> with the process. Now, Kurt Schilling's not in. As he does every year. Yeah, Kurt Schilling's not in. It's not a, it's not a drug thing. This is the ultimate likability contest, isn't it? Yeah, the, that's a social media thing. The way he's been... How active he's been politically the last couple of years. 
a lot of people have not been favorable toward him, but let's be honest, he won, he was a one, two, three, four, five, six time All Star. Um, two hundred sixteen wins, three four six ERA in his career. How many World Series did he win? Two. Two. Dose. Yeah. He had a bloody sock. The bloody sock. Which may or may not have even been bloody. <laughs> there is conflicting reports at that. What else would it have been? Oh, that he did it. He just dyed it red Why? to make it look good. Which has been That's kicked a around. Red sock. Yeah. After what? He did he have a surgery on his ankle? Was that it? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. To pitch in the playoffs. So so people think he just put that on his Again, dude, it's the it's the tough. mystique of baseball. There's no other sport like it. I also don't get why they only inducted one person. Because only one person got the necessary amounts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you not know how that worked? I don't know. So no, I mean that was a pretty no. simple question. I I mean. It's yeah. <laughs> um. Awards that Kurt Schilling won, Babe Ruth Award, no one. Two-time Baseball Digest Pitcher of the Year, Branch Rickey Award, Hutch Award, Lou Gehrig Memorial Award, six-time All-Star, um, NLCS Most Valuable Player in 93, three-time World Series champion, one with the Diamondbacks and two with the Sox, and he won the oh, Most Valuable the Player in the 01 World, World Series. Series. And he's got the accolades from the writers, like Sporting News Pitcher of the Year twice. Sporting News Sportsman of the Year. Two-time Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. It's just once the political views went right, so far right, that it was pissing everybody off is when his likability really went downhill. Actually, they're regretting that Sportsman of the Year one. Yeah, I bet they are. Yeah, but I feel like that also has something to do with it. What do you mean? Well, I feel like a lot of the people in the hall are up to this point. Like, people that they hold in the higher echelon, not just their play in the game, but also the way they were off the field as well. So, when you have someone that does something like that and pisses everybody off, that's a good enough reason for them to keep him out in their mind. Dude, they they say, like, if if Barry Bonds just handled the whole thing with a smile, he'd be in. But instead, he fought it vehemently, went against it. Every single chance he could up until late in his life. Did he lie about it? He did lie about it. That didn't help. No. Sammy Sosa also didn't get in. It was last year on the ballot for him. Roger Clemens didn't get in last year on the ballot. I didn't really expect Sosa to get in because his numbers were so low coming in to like this year. Like he wasn't cracking like 25% every year, whereas Bonds was hanging around like what, 50, 60 around there every year. About that, yeah. Yeah. Sosa. What's the threshold Sosa number? Sosa support. Um, 75. 75. 75. That's rough. That's, yeah. And there's what? There's. Andy Pettit only got 10%. Is there 500 voters? I Give or take? Know. Well, I mean, just math. There's 400 voters. <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> you need three quarters of the vote. There's, it's like 300 votes. Because... Barry Bonds got, or David Ortiz got, oh, cool, I don't even have an open word. David Ortiz got, like, 77%. He got just a little over 300. 307. Yeah. All right, so there's probably, like, 380-something voters. All right, let's uh, right. let's talk football, because this was the craziest weekend of football, I think, ever. And I really didn't get to watch any of it, which kind of sucks. Yeah, we were watching hockey. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, but we got free food, and we got to watch it during the intermissions, so that was cool. Um, Let's go game by game. Cincy and the Titans. Oh, man. This one I watched live for my seats at the Devil game. Tom, what happened to the Titans? Your boys, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, pick up that microphone. <laughs> I can whisper from the side. Uh, what was that, Trish? <laughs> what happened up. to Do Ryan Tannehill? The microphone? Tom, oh, what happened to Carson Wentz with Derrick Henry? Um, that's all Ryan Tannehill is. He's what, Carson Wentz. Uh, that's uh, inaccurate as per use from you. I mean, he threw three picks. Everyone has a bad day. He really didn't need to have it in the divisional round. Well, no one wants to have it in the <laughs> divisional round. You don't pick your bad days. 
Not wrong. You still defending Ryan Thank Tannehill? Thank you, Eric. Are you still defending Ryan Tannehill? I am. You think they can win a championship with Ryan Tannehill? I do. Without Derrick Henry? Yes. I do not. I don't think anybody really does. I hate the narrative that Derrick Henry's like the sole he is. or like the whole offense. In games where Derrick Henry was out this year, they were winning games. In games where AJ Brown and Julio Jones were out this year, they went 0 and 2. Derrick Henry wasn't enough to beat the Jets. A point. Bengals lost to the Jets too. That means nothing. <laughs> yeah, but they played the Jets every four weeks. They were losing. They could have had God. The only reason the Jets won that week is because of the mystique that is Mike White. I think you mean Jets every four weeks. I don't. Please stop pushing that on me. It was factual, White, Tom. It happened. Mike White I'm not denying it. Why are you yelling into that microphone? I need to be heard. Jesus. I'm going to lose your microphone privileges. I'm like Stephen A. He screams all the time. Sorry. Yeah, but so not directly into a microphone. He just yells. Yeah, but it, it gets the point across. Voice. He knows how to get the point across. Okay. Right, so the Bengals won 19-16. Is that the score? I thought it was going to be a yeah, bigger offensive game from the Bengals. Yeah, they kicked a lot of field goals. Yeah. Burrow got sacked nine times in one. How about uh, the kicker before he went out? Just went, just did a practice kick. Looked at his teammate and went, "Well, boys, guess we're going to the AFC Championship." And then went out. And That's, a the game winning field That's a hell of a thing. That's a hell of a thing. Have that much confidence as a rookie? I guess that's why you draft a kicker. Dude, did you? Don't you yeah. see the videos that he had on the internet? Yeah. Before he got to the NFL. Listen, yeah. those videos are great. You don't have, you know, three hundred pound linemen coming at your face trying matter. to kill you. It's not happening. What do you mean that doesn't matter? That completely matters. Any kicker can kick from any distance if he doesn't have any pressure. He obviously could do it because he kicked it through the uprights. So no, Tom, that's not not Tom. Zach, that's not what I'm saying. Calm down. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the fact that there are men coming to take your head off is a factor in the kick. Evan McPherson jerseys are sold out in Cincinnati. You know, Zach, I'd wager, I'd wager that out of the thirty kickers in the National Football League, at least twenty-two can re- thirty-two kickers in the National Football League. I think twenty-two can recreate those videos. Yeah, being able to do that does not mean you can kick field goals. Being able to do that is not the same thing. <laughs> it's, you watch kickers in practice; they'll go seventy-five yards and kick them, and they're going through the upright every time because there's no the variable. There's no pressure. Even the guys from Dude Perfect can do shit like that. Yeah, seriously. You can do anything when you're not in the game. When you're in the game, that shit matters. Everything means something. There's people there jumping, trying to block it. You have a lot of distraction in front of you. Hella fans around you screaming. This is my this is my argument against pro days, like in a controlled environment. Yeah, anybody can do anything in a pro day. It's not set up for you to fail. His videos are meaningless. Zachary. I don't know about that. He's accurate. Yeah. Most of the kickers in the league are accurate, Zach. You have to be yeah, accurate if you're going to be an NFL year, kicker. What are you tell, telling me about? It doesn't make them not accurate. Anybody can be accurate with no rush. Go to every single kicker and ask them how many kicks they missed in pregame warmups with nobody coming at them in a controlled environment. Seriously. We saw in... Uh... Oh, which game was it where they missed uh, the extra point? Was that the Kansas City game? Yes. When yeah. the kicker missed yeah. the extra point? Missing an extra point, Zach, that's bread and butter. You sleepwalk through an extra point. Well, not anymore. It used it's to It's a be. little further back, used, but it's well, still. 20 yards back. The further it's back still. and the poles are thinner. They are thinner like, now. They are. Yeah, but at that distance, you should be able to oh, hit definitely. it every single time. Every kicker should. Yeah. Unless, so, it's, unless it's like the win that one day in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. No, but exactly. There are variables when there is pressure and the game is on. So it's having that much confidence is something, Zach. Just because he can do those videos doesn't mean he's a proven NFL kicker. <laughs> so the Bengals will travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Oh, did you hear? Did you see that video someone took outside of uh, the Bengals stadium? No. I think it was today or yesterday. No. They had the fucking speakers going all the way at max with fan noise. You could hear it from oh, like yeah. I mean, a block and a half listen, away. Listen. Because they're getting ready to go in This is nothing new for Joe Burrow. 
Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow played around the SEC. Oh, yeah. No, he's used and to And to the people who say in a college football stadium cannot be louder than Arrowhead Stadium, just stop being an idiot. There's 30,000 <laughs> to 40,000 more people in an SEC stadium. Yeah. It's going to be louder. Crazier students. Like he, they, fucked, he played drinking. in the national championship game. Yeah, I mean, he played in there. He played in Death Valley. He played at... That place, that place can be cold. It's going to be cold. That's, it's going to be cold. But he's played at Bryant-Denny in Alabama. He's played in all these... It gets hella loud at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Especially late in the season. For LSU-Bama, it gets, oh, it, yeah. it gets insane. I mean, to say that, to the people who are saying that, that's that's stupid. Let's take a look at the second game on Saturday. It was the Packers and the Niners. Niners win on a last-second field goal. Knock Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs. Who scored that game? Oh, what a shame. Uh, 13-10. Thirteen ten, yeah. This was Eric's Super Bowl since his team does this nothing. Was, this was a very, very good. That was a very good sports night for me. What a shitty game. Honestly, it oh, wasn't even no. like entertaining. Oh, no. Aaron Rodgers getting knocked out of the playoffs like a bitch every year, dude. You can't get drafted, get passed up by the team you wanted to get taken by, San Francisco. Go into an interview and say they're gonna regret that one day, and then go. Now I think he's like zero and five against San Francisco, zero and four, zero and four against San Francisco in the playoffs. That's not. It's not a good look. What are you doing, means. bro? They don't regret anything. So also, they I, San Francisco had no business winning that game. Like, now, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, the defense, the defense gave him business winning that game. Eh. Well, now, yeah. Let me just chronicle my night from that. I get home after a great Devils win. I see. Oh no! Right. Green Bay shutting out San Francisco. It's seven nothing. Feels like twenty one nothing. But then the comeback is on, and we are, we're, you know. Heading home, listening to this game, and then Robbie Gold kicks the game winner. I can't ask for much more. The Niners win to Lambeau, beat Aaron Rodgers with no offensive or defensive touchdown scored. Can't ask for much more than that, except Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay at the end of the year. Why? So your team can maybe give us get a sliver of relevancy? The hope, yes. <laughs> okay. It's gonna um, be funny when he leaves Green Bay, he just goes to the Broncos. <laughs> you think he's gonna go to Denver? I think he stays. No. I think they figure out the money there situation. There is no shot in hell he's staying there. I think he that's, wants still, to win. that's still his best chance at winning. I don't think so. Is it, though? Yes. Devontae Adams is gone. I think, no, I think they keep him both other There's no way. Other they options, the whole last like, ride thing before this season, they're out. Yeah, but they this lost. Was it. <laughs> yeah, this was it. He retires, he goes to uh, Tampa. Jeopardy? Yeah. Well, Tampa's in... A bad cap situation too and it's easier to restructure contracts and open up cap space that way and Aaron Rodgers is still under contract for next season than to bring somebody completely new in he already said he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild I'm not saying they're going to rebuild why are you saying they're just going to immediately rebuild they're blowing it up man No, it's done Mm-mm. it's over Mm-mm. they tried over. they Mm-mm. did everything they could for him he couldn't do it that's not true what are you talking about? They needed to get him another receiver. They probably should have got Odell Beckham. They gave him Devontae Adams. They probably Definitely should have drafted a receiver instead of Jordan Love. They should have drafted T. Higgins. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I don't disagree. But I'm saying from when they repaired their relationship. Okay. I'm going to hit you with Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... The Rams literally had Maybe to... Aaron Rodgers didn't want to play with Odell. That is a that's a damnable lie. I guarantee you that wasn't yeah, the case. And dude, the Rams true. literally had the best statistical wide receiver in football this year and then even went out and got Odell Beckham. Yeah. For no reason. Although Odell's been pretty good there. He's been very good there. Yeah, he's gonna win a Super Bowl. He's got how he's many been so good. He's been so good that there? they tested him after six games. Dude, he's been insane. He's got like six touchdowns. Yeah. That is a great segue to Rams Bucks, huh? Yeah, Rams, that was a good game. Old Tom Brady comeback. Poor Tom. Rarely falling up short. Because I don't know how, with the game on the line, you just let Cooper Cup walk right behind your secondary. It's Cooper Cup. There was no No, stopping. I understand. He but, wanted to. Yeah. Like, that was it. No, it's not it. I look at defensive scheme, and this, in my mind, falls right on Richard Sherman, who was the secondary's coach. You know they're throwing the ball deep to get into field goal range. Play a prevent. And you know it's probably gonna it's probably gonna be to Cooper Cup. Play a prevent defense. Like take three safeties, line them up thirty yards past the line of scrimmage, and do not let a single body behind you. 
especially after that stupid quarterback draw from Matt Stafford to start the drive. We'll score that game. 33-30? Uh, it was like 30-27. I think that was I think it was 30-27 Tampa Bay. Or L.A. Nobody here picked L.A. We all picked Tampa Bay. All right. Couldn't go against Brady. Shout out to me and John, though. For, shout out to me and John for picking the Niners. Tom, you didn't pick the game. You didn't ask me. You weren't here. You got to be here to pick game. Sorry, Tom. Garbage. You lose. We all knew my stance. You lose. <laughs> I don't care about your stance. I don't you care knew, about you. You knew what I was picking. All right, game of the year. Who are you picking, Tom? Game of 30, the year. It was 30 to 27. Game of the year, Chiefs-Bills. All you need is 13 seconds. A game where Patrick Mahomes threw from more yards in the final two minutes of the game than Jimmy G did the whole game against Green Bay. <laughs> so how is it that everybody that was watching that game with us when we were there in the uh, Devil's the Prudential Lounge, Center, in the Prudential Center, everyone there knew that it was the stupidest thing in the world to kick that ball through the back of the end zone. What the fuck were I you was thinking? a fan of kicking it through the back of the end zone. Why? Because I thought they had Tyreek Hill back there. It doesn't matter. Nope. There is you not a, there is not a situation where I'm kicking the ball to Tyreek. Even if he gets I don't care. even if he gets forty five yards, that's why gonna are, take time. Why are we acting like that would have mattered? What are you talking about? You would have taken time off the clock. No, you wouldn't have. He would have taken a, a knee. It's Patrick Mahomes with three timeouts. He would have gotten the ball and taken a knee and you would have lost a second. Okay, he takes a knee. He's still however many yards back further what? The from 20? the twenty five. The the fifteen? If you're not kicking in the end zone, odds are you're kicking it shorter. So what? Is that like the 10, the 15? Yeah, the 5, the 10. Bro, they were 25 yards in the field goal range with four seconds to spare. It wasn't going to matter where they kicked the ball. It does matter. How? It makes a difference. You get somebody who thinks, oh, I can return this. He sees something he thinks he can do. He tries to run it back, and now he's taking 10 seconds off I the I don't clock. believe have three any guy off. was told to take the ball back. They're too well coached for that. And they had experienced kick returners. I believe Byron Pringle or McCall Hardman was returning kicks. McCall Hardman's been returning kicks for years in Kansas City. Instead of get, we'll instead of know. snapping the ball with 13 seconds left or 14 seconds left, they would have snapped it with 12. And when they lined up to take the field goal, they had four seconds, seconds left on the clock. I understand. But. Wouldn't have mattered. You still would have taken time off the clock. And you never know. No, could you, have made the you difference. really wouldn't have. Because if he. Jumps on the ball with his knee on the ground. That's the end of the play. No time comes off the clock. No, I understand that, but you can still put him further back. So your time 25. off the clock argument is gone. No, okay. My original argument was that if they tried to return the ball, if you were worried about a big return, that's why you're kicking it out of the back of the end zone, then you're going to burn time off the clock with a return. Just trust your special teams to stop them from getting into the end zone. One. The other one, what you're saying, no time comes off the clock. Okay, you're at least pinning them further back than the 25. Yeah, but what, like the 20? You're still further back from the 25. And There's if still you, more ground they have to cover. If you choose to go the time run route, which means you're going to squib kick it, you're putting them at the 30? You're putting them at worst field position? No, I never said to squib it. I'm saying kick it deep, but not into the end zone. Put it at like the 10, the 5. Dude, it wouldn't have mattered. You can say that all day, but we'll never know because you're gone anyway. You you're taking what? How long was the field goal? Forty something yards. Forty nine. Butker's making it from fifty nine. Take the ten yards off. Or Travis Kelsey doesn't go down. He gets more yards on that last play, which you can't let Travis Kelsey get that open anyway. What? What do you? What is that face? That's speculation. It's it's all speculation. It's all it is. But all I cannot see a scenario. Where giving him any on. more time than two seconds, even then he's probably getting in the end zone. The AFC Championship game. Who's moving on? There's not a situation where Mahomes doesn't get him into field goal range. You never know. Unless you kick an onside kick and you recover it. That's the <laughs> that only way. Been a hell of a move. Which, oh, that would have been something else. Which also would have taken time off the clock. Again, if he falls, if it just goes right into the hands, he's laying down like you see often on onside kicks. Because the clock doesn't start until somebody touches the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You could get lucky. could bounce off of somebody's head. Now the ball's just bobbling around. Yeah, There's but then if they recover, it, there's like nine seconds left, and they got the ball at the 40. <laughs> Which means 20 yards, Patrick Mahomes, eight seconds. You never easy, know. easy cash. You never know. Anything. There's nothing I believe that is like 
other than a dog shit offensive line, there's nothing can, that can stop that man. Well, he had a dog shit offensive line, and he went to the Super Bowl with it. I know, and he lost. Not a great yeah. case. That's not accurate. What are you talking about? Not yeah, the offensive line didn't get to dog shit side. until after the conference championship because everybody got not injured in the conference yeah. for, um, for Leslie Frazier's coaching uh, case. No, but it doesn't matter because his defense allowed 17 points per game throughout the whole season, and you're not going to base your head coaching job off of one game. One game against the greatest quarterback that's currently playing football. Exactly. Another, an even better reason why you wouldn't base it off of that. <laughs> but, yeah. Was, was that game 36-33? 42-36. Just as high scoring as all, as all of us thought. The last two minutes, there was almost as many points as the Giants scored the last four games of the season. Yeah. Tough. Tough. Hate to see it. Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon will do that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Glennon will just take whatever kind of motivation you have for the sport of football and just rip it right out of your body and piss on it and then throw it also, into the arms of a waiting defender. Apparently Byron Leftwick to the Jaguars is not 100% done yet. Yeah, none of these head coaching things are 100% done yet. Everybody's waiting for the first domino to fall. It's hit a snag. I don't think we've hit a snag. It's just a lot of these positions for these, uh, you know, candidates. They're just... Well that's, a, well, that's the report that it hit a snag to Byron Leftwick. Oh. It's also everybody's season just ended. For a lot of these candidates. Well, the Giants should be making their decision by this weekend. Yeah. I still expect it to be Brian Dable. I know Dable's at the top of two lists. Uh, Miami and New York. And I think Dable goes with Joe Balls Shane. In his court. Um, even though he did, you know, coach two at Alabama. I do think he goes with Joe Shane. And brings Ken Dorsey. I Ken. think that is a coin. Well, the thing with Miami is if he, I mean, if he takes the job, apparently he wouldn't have as much say in his coaching personnel. So he wouldn't oh, be able to bring potentially like free reign Ken here. Dorsey down to Miami with him. He would have free range in New York. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a better job. Well. Yeah. That's debatable. No, it is. In what way? It is. It is. Miami is. My, no, New York is. In what way? Do you want to work with the GM who just saved his job by firing his head coach? Well, he might just be gone soon. Ne- they wouldn't have let him fire Flores and keep him around. And you really want to go to a place where a new GM could be coming in within a year? Hmm. Yeah, but they also were a game out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, but on the other hand, you have a guy who's never been in GM before. Yeah. Yeah, but a guy you've worked with your whole life. Or your whole last six, seven years. Your whole, basically, NFL life. Yeah, I don't know. It's also New York. Yeah, but it's Miami. Yeah, but it's New York. If it was any other city, I'd give that to you, but it's Miami. Come on. You're telling me you'd rather be in New York than Miami? There's not much work to be done in Miami. Only a little bit. That too. Miami's got a better team. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's not even close. That's not debatable. Well, I think with a healthy quarterback, the Giants would have beaten him this year. Well. No, they would have. They were close with Mike Glennon. That game was close for the first half until Mike Glennon threw it away. They would have been close with Daniel Jones too. I've seen Daniel Jones throw away close games before. You also got to remember the Giants don't have an offense. I also think Daniel Jones has more upside than Tua. Here comes the excuse machine. Well, dude, what? (laughs) I also think Daniel Jones has more upside than Tua. Yes, so how how are the Giants a more favorable place? Because Daniel Jones has more upside than Tua. No, he doesn't. He's a better deep ball thrower. How is it not true? Tell me something that, other than fumbling the football, tell me something Tua Tagovailoa does far and away better than Daniel Jones. He wins more games. He does not win those games. He's got Jimmy G-itis down there. Do not put those wins on him. Hey, that's garbage. That's garbage. Give me that microphone. Oh, here we go. I know that you... I know that you hate lefties for some reason, because, like, that's just, like... I hate lefties that check down. No, 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 no. You just hate late... You just hate lefties for no good reason. And you say it's on who? Who's responsible for the wins in Miami? 
The defense. Okay, you say the defense. They were like two and five, and Tua missed like three weeks, and then he came back and went on a seven-game win streak. Yeah. So. Okay, so you know nothing. <laughs> no, it's just. Tua has tremendous upside, and yeah, Daniel Jones throws a deep ball more, but that really means nothing when it's a pick or an incompletion. No, no, he's, dude, he's coming into this season, he's the fifth most accurate deep ball passer in the last three years. Do you have anything else? Okay. Two right. years? No, two years, two no, years, no, two no. years. I was about to say, You're backing it all. league three years. You're going to back it all up just on one statistic when I say, oh yeah, how many games has two of Also, dude, New York is the more attractive place because being the head coach of the New York Football Giants carries more cachet than 28 other jobs in the National I'm Football not, League. I'm not arguing Miami or New York. I think it's New York, but two is better. Two has more upside. I don't think he does. I don't know, man. Oh, Sorry about that. Daniel Jones threw for more yards than two of the— Oh, no, he threw for 200 less yards in two less games. Okay. Okay. You're throwing out all these stats about the quarterback. I'm looking at the rest of the team going, the Miami job looks way better. Based off of what? Based off of how the rest of Miami's team looks very good and they're close. The Giants are only far and away worse at one position. What position? The offensive line. Okay. That is the only section of their team where they're far and away worse. You say two games less, right, with 200 yards? 200 less yards with two less games than Tua? Yeah. what you said? Okay, I can legitimately see Daniel Jones not breaking If you based off his average, he would have broken it by 200 yards. Okay. Okay. Tua's better. He's not. I'm not not even arguing the quarterback. Sure, Daniel Jones can be better. But I still think Miami has a better team. And they have a brighter future. What do they? At the moment, yes. Do they? At this very moment in time, they went what this season? Nine and seven. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. That's still. Off. I mean, better record now doesn't equate to brighter future. No, they're closer than we are, though. To what exactly? To winning. Yeah, but winning what? The Giants are far closer to winning the division and hosting a game. Than Miami is. You telling me that the the Giants aren't closer to Dallas than Miami is to Buffalo? Yes. What kind of question is that? Dallas isn't I, good. Dallas isn't good in the postseason. They're always good in the regular season, barring like last year. And they also smacked around the NFC this year. They went six and zero in the division. So what are you talking about? Well, the Giants didn't have a quarterback for either of those games. Okay, that doesn't matter. That matters a ton. When Daniel Jones got hurt, they still weren't in a position beforehand. Daniel Jones got hurt on the one on his second drive of the game. That is garbage. What, against Dallas? He kept playing throughout the season. He didn't play against Dallas. He would have beaten Dallas. He would not have beaten Dallas. He would not have beaten Dallas. I saw how the defense played this year. I saw how the offense was this year. It would have been Trayvon Diggs having a day. Nah, it wouldn't. Also, the Giants' defense and the Dolphins' defense are very close statistically. This season? Yes. Okay. So, the Giants allowed less touchdowns than Miami this year. Which is Why doesn't Brian Dable just take the Raider job? How many more touchdowns did Miami score than the Giants? This you game? mean allow? I'm going off of defense. No, I understand, but I'm just saying. You're looking at defense. Let's look at the offense for a second. How many more touchdowns did Miami score than the Giants this season? I, I would guess a fair amount more. <laughs> but you take Mike Glennon and you put him on Miami for eight games. It's not going to look pretty either way. But I'm just saying. They also had a competent offensive coordinator. Yeah. Listen, you can you can look at our season and talk about all the things that went wrong and all blah, 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 blah. But it's been going wrong for like five years yes, now. I understand that. But you had people who were blind at the wheel at the helm. I know. They're still at the wheel. No, they're not. No, no. take Mara and Tish out of it. Yeah, other than the owners, everybody's gone. Dable and, I mean, no, not Dable, Shane. Shane is the man at the wheel. He has all control over all personnel decisions. Well. No, he does. 
He kind of walked that back on the fan. He said it was a collaborative for thing. the coaching gig. Yeah. Well, I guess okay. everything else. So is all on personnel that. Yeah. decisions. Jesus. Calm down. But man, I mean, if you're the head coach here, you would have a collaborative effort with the GM to build a team. How you want to. Yeah. You have a guy who you would be going to in Miami who just fired their coach after a 9-8 and eight season in an attempt to save his job. Yeah, that's something... With GMs no do. control over your roster, and that's a more attractive spot for two teams that I believe are fairly similar from a point, personnel point of view. Well, you're also just assuming that he's not going to have any say over anything. They've already basically said it. They said that he's not going to have as much say, but they haven't said he's not going to have any say. Dude, why wouldn't you want full say that you would have here? No, I'm not saying you wouldn't. Listen, the Giants' job looks attractive. I'm just saying Miami is also an attractive place. Yeah, but it's not as attractive as New York. Because if you're the head coach, you want to be in lockstep with your GM on where you're going as a franchise, the players are putting on the field yeah, every weekend. Yeah, but you weekend. don't know what they're promising him. What? To that head what, coach. What, New York? Not New York, Miami. Miami's already said that he might not even get a chance to choose his offensive coordinator if they don't like him. No, I understand. But that, that right there is enough. That's coming out in the press. We don't necessarily know what's true, what's not. This is all speculation. So whatever yes. they're saying to him is what's going to matter. What they tell him directly before he gets the job, that's what's going to mean something. I, dude, I don't and think... And I don't think he's coming into an interview and they're telling him straight up, look, you're not going to have any say over anything that happens here. And then hope that he's going to take that job. No, but they're going to look at him and be like, hey, you're not going to have full say. Whereas Joe Shane looks and goes, hey... You're going to have full say over your staff. Full say. Well, everything's still going to have to be run through the GM. Not that much. Unless it's somebody Joe Shane is completely against. Completely. And I would mean, I'd have to say he's have to be 100% against them. It's not going to be like last time when they told Joe Judge, Jason Garrett's your head offensive coordinator. Because that's what it was when Joe Judge got hired. I understand. But it's still the same team that did that. I think... Healthy, the Giants are close to Miami. Aside from the offensive line, which is far and away worse. Listen, we'll see next season when Shane drafts two linemen in, in the, the first round, yeah. And goes out and gets another one in free agency somewhere. Some veteran that he thinks is going to help guide the Giants to where they need to be. And uh, when he has a fully healthy O-line, we'll see what Daniel Jones can do. Or any, yeah, okay, or any O-line. Because even fully healthy, the Giants' offensive line was terrible. Well, fully healthy and actually better. Well, it was healthy for the beginning of the year, the Giants' O-line. Yeah. It was just awful. It was not a good O-line. Nate Solder was the starting right tackle. Well, listen, we, we say the same thing every year, it seems like, though. Oh, the O-line is bad. That's why bad. Daniel Jones is having a hard time. Bad. Well, it's been bad for f- fucking five years now. Exactly. That's why he's having that. a t- You put any quarterback back there, he's not really going to succeed. It's pretty much been bad forever. Because Eli used to get lit up behind the line all the goddamn time. Yeah, he won Super Bowls. Well, no, Eli had a line his two Super Bowls. In the Super Bowls. But he's the still whole year he had the line. No, I understand. But I'm saying he still And had what happened the lines. other years? The Giants didn't have a line. They went 6-10, and 5-11. and 11. Eli never got hurt, though. No, because he did the shoulder roll anytime everybody got near him. So why can't Daniel Jones do the shoulder roll? Because he's young. He doesn't understand that. Also, Eli got lit up a lot earlier in his career, and that basically scared him into the shoulder roll. Which, you know. <laughs> Eli was sacked. Uh, not Eli. Daniel Jones was sacked 22 times this year. Raiders are the most attractive job out there. Uh, that's hard to argue. Yeah, the Raiders really are. Yeah, salary have a decent amount under the cap. The only problem is they're so close; it seems like to blowing it all up. Yeah, but they have money. Mm. To spend. I feel like they need they're fairly well. Behind money to Derek spend Carr. means nothing if you don't spend it in the right spot. Yeah, I think Chicago is pretty. I wouldn't want to Justin Fields, you got your coat, you got your quarterback. Like, I think that's where Brian Flores ultimately ends up. Oh, I heard something today. Go ahead. Which means if Brian Dable ends up in Miami, you're screwed. 
How would you feel? Well, no, if Brian Dable ends up in Miami, Brian Flores is going to be the Giants head coach. Yeah. How would you feel if the Giants traded for Mitch Trubisky? They're not going to trade for him. They're going to sign him in free agency. That's what I mean. Yeah, how would you feel? That's what I've been saying for weeks now. Because I feel like Mitchell Trubisky was good. They're going to say bring in quarterback competition. Joe Shane has worked with Mitchell Trubisky this season up in Buffalo. Yeah. It's, it's, it makes too much sense. It does. And I honestly wouldn't be mad at Mitchell Trubisky. I want to see what um, he can do. Nathan McKinnon just took a nasty hit from Taylor Hall and is leaking blood on the ice. Jesus. Oh, I'll get stitched up. He'll be back probably. It's hockey. What do you think this is? Baseball? All right, we Tom. You got, you got your rankings. You left off with Hawaii at 120? Uh, I did. Uh, yeah, quick recap. Hawaii was 120. Okay. And uh, this has been like three weeks. No, well, three podcast episodes in the making for episode two of this. Okay. This will three. Be this will be episode three. three. This is, okay, episode three of this. I don't have a real concept of time. Let's start. Just run okay. through your list. All right, 119. Texas, 5-7, and 7th seven, seventh in the Big 12. Fun fact, when I was making this list, I originally had them as the lowest team because horns down. You cannot just leave your conference or whatever it is they're doing. It's garbage. At 118, South Alabama, who went 5-7, fourth in Group B in the Sun Belt. 117, Rice, 4-8. Fifth in CUSA West, Conference USA, the stupidest conference in college football. 116, USC, 4-8, fourth in the Pac-12 South, Pac-12. 115, Syracuse, 5-7, sixth in the ACC Atlantic, Atlantic Coast. UNC at 114, 6-7, fifth in ACC Coastal, Atlantic Coast. 113, uh, Florida Atlantic, 5-7, and 5th in CUSA East, Conference USA. 112, San Jose, 5-7, 4th in MW West, Mountain West. 111, Florida State, 5-7, 5th in ACC Atlantic, Atlantic Coast. 110, Florida, 6-7, six 6th six in SEC East, Southeastern. 109, Troy, 5-7, 4th in Group A, Sun Belt. 108, Boston College, 6-6, six 7th six, in ACC Atlantic, ACC. 107, TCU, 5-7, 8th in Big 12. 106, North Texas, 6-7, six Conference USA West, Conference Have you hit any USA. teams with a winning record yet? Uh, no, they're, they're, oh, mm, there's one that's close, but that won't be till next okay. week. okay. Um, 105, LSU, 6-7, and seven, SEC West, Southeastern. 104, Ball State, 6-7, 4th in Mac West, Mid-American. 103, Auburn, 6-7, 6th in SEC West, SEC. 102, Memphis, 6-6, six 7th six, in American Athlete Conference. 101, I just lied about teams with a winning record. Here is our first one. Virginia Tech, 7-6. and six. Be, uh, Oh, who would they... Uh, no, they lost to Maryland in the pinstripe bowl. Got killed. That's what happens when you wear those stupid helmets. Yeah, those are awful. 7-6, and six, third in ACC Coastal Atlantic Coast. Am I done? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 100. Okay. 101 is it. Would you like a sneak peek of next week? No. No sneak peeks, Tom. All right, so who do you think is better, Tua Tagovailoa or Daniel Jones? Let's go around. Who do you think is better, Tua or Danny? Well, I got to think about it. Okay. Tom? Tua. Tom says Tua. Eric? Tua. Okay. Zach? Zachary? Tua. Trish? You don't have to go with the crowd, but it'd be cool. <laughs> no, I understand it. It's just I feel like Daniel Jones hasn't been given a true shot yet. And I got stats to compare the two. All right. I'm going to go with Daniel Jones. Okay. Let's hear your stats. So Daniel Jones has played 15 more career games than Tua. Mm-hmm. 
Makes sense. One more season. Thank you. Um, Daniel Jones has a lower completion percentage. 62.8 to 2 is 66.2. Daniel Jones has thrown for around 4,000 more yards. 3,900 to be exact. Uh, Tua has thrown for 4,400 yards in his career. Daniel Jones has thrown for 8,300. They both average 6.6 yards per pass. Daniel Jones averages 221 yards per game, whereas Tua Tagovailoa averages 194. Daniel Jones has 45 touchdown passes. Tua has 27. Tua is averaging 13.5 a year. Uh, Daniel Jones is averaging, well, a year, I mean, games played is, is fucked, you know. Because they, they never play full seasons. Um, Daniel Jones' touchdown percentage is 3.5. Two is his four. Daniel Jones has thrown 29 interceptions. Two has thrown 15. Daniel Jones has been sacked 105 times. Yeah. Two with Tagovailoa has been sacked 40. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. That's rough. Need to see it. So I, I heard this said today, and I, I feel like I agree. Let me know what your thoughts are on this. Daniel Jones is the worst three-year quarterback that we're seeing picked up for a fourth-year option. Well, there is no fourth-year option. Not fifth-year option. And he hasn't been picked up for it Not what I mean. Given a fourth year? Given a fourth year to play is what I meant to say. I'm sorry. But most of the time when we see a quarterback come in and do as bad as Daniel Jones has done, they're out. They're gone. Yeah. Just, I mean, look at the Jets – Look at Miami, look at Arizona, look at, oh, where are some other places? Kansas City a couple years ago. A lot of these Who in Kansas City? Well, no, I guess not. He was injury. I was thinking of Alex Smith. No, Alex Smith was healthy when they traded him. It's just they had Patrick fucking Mahomes there waiting. That happens. To just murder the entire National Football League. But what do you think about that? Do you think he's the worst quarterback to be given a fourth year I mean he's been hampered I mean the play calling has been terrible it's not often you can just pin an offense's entire woes on his play calling but I think you can legitimately do that with the New York Giants well you can make an argument for Chicago as well well I I say that with the Giants because you look at what Daniel Jones did his rookie year he threw 35 touchdowns. Or, no, he didn't throw 35. He threw somewhere up there. He threw, like, 29. Yeah. And it's just been back off that ever since Pat Shermer's gone, that OC's gone, and now it's, or was, Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. No, and I agree with is that. Is he the, I don't, I don't know who else usually gets four years. Because usually it's three years is the thing. Two, three years is the thing. That's what I'm saying. And he's kind of the worst to get a four Did year. Mitch get four? Mitch got Mitch four. Got, did Mitch no, he didn't. Four? But he Mitch did? also was good. I don't think he did. Well, it makes sense they would leave right before his fifth-year option was picked up. Mitch got four. Did he get four? Even How if he got four, he was still he was still good there. Yeah. He still took a losing team and made them better. And then Chicago. Well, they went back to losing for a little bit. Yeah. But that happens, especially yeah, when Mitch you have... Yeah, Mitch got four. Mitch got four. Who were his head coaches while he all was All Matt there? Nagy, I believe. Was it all Matt Nagy? Yeah. And then they, he went 11-3 and three under Matt Nagy. Then oh, he, went a year under, he had a year under John Fox. So that's, was that 2017? Yep. All right, so Matt Nagy came in in 18. And I'm just here during this argument as stat corrector. I, I wouldn't say there's an argument, but okay. No. Um, uh, but you look at... <laughs> You look at Matt Nagy and his offense. The whole offense has been bad. Nagy just lost his job. So, it was Nagy's fault, but they fired Mitch. Anyway. I think it was just a casualty of it, too, yeah. And they had opportunity to go get, you know, Justin Fields. Yeah, I know. Usually, you see the quarterback get told, well, you were part of this losing horribleness. Yeah, no, yeah, I get it, I get it, yeah. But now Daniel Jones gets another chance, because I guess Mara really, really, really likes him. And, you know, he admitted in his interview that he hasn't the, – the organization has not helped Daniel Jones in his development. No. At all. 
I think Tua has a better. I think I think I think Daniel. I want to call him Eli because that's how much he reminds me of him. <laughs> Daniel Jones has a better year than Tua this year, Next, regardless yeah. of who the offensive coordinator head coach is. We'll see. Because I think whoever is going to be the OC for the Giants is going to be competent, which is something they have not had the that last is, two years. You were swinging big there, buddy. Well, I mean, worst case scenario, if Brian Flores comes in, the offense looks somewhat similar to what it did in Miami. And I think Daniel Jones does better than that system. Yeah, but that same offense went two and five in the first part of the season. That same offense went good down the stretch. I understand. Yeah. All right, well, that's gonna wrap up this episode. Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! What? 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 Pick. I want to talk. It's about not Friday. All oh, right. I'm getting. I'm. I'm getting some time with my new GM here. Ah. Yes. Yeah, my my boy Queffy. The Queffy. Uh, Mensa. The leftovers. Keep going. His name. His name means born on Sunday. Well, that's good. I mean, it, that Sunday's usually open for the Vikings. Well, here's the thing. You know, we're interviewing coaches. Especially, we're, we're making, especially in January. We're, make, we're making progress, uh, since apparently you guys don't have a head coach either. So, I, you know, we'll, I'll take D'Amico Ryan. Who, are, who are the Vikings interviewing? They're interviewing D'Amico Ryan's Kevin O'Connell. They're doing another interview with Nathaniel Hackett. And I think they interview Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel's an interesting option. I like Mike McDaniel a lot. A lot. I just don't think... I just don't think he's head coach ready, which is why I want the Giants to stay away from him. I don't think he is either. He's going to be a head coach in this league at some point. I just don't think it's now. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sold. I'd rather have Ryan's or O'Connell. I really like O'Connell. I kind of want him. Raheem Morris got an interview, too. I saw that. I thought Raheem Morris was the favorite. He Morris is one of the favorites. Yeah. There's several. D'Amico Ryan's is confirmed as a finalist. You thought we were picking games today? It's Tuesday. Yeah, we pick games on Friday. I forgot. It's Wednesday. Did you, uh, it's Wednesday. Did you see the Giants were also interviewing their uh, defensive coordinator? Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to be staying on uh, no matter who the head coach is. I know they're interviewing the for the head coach position, but I think it was telling like, listen, we're probably going to go outside the organization. Um, just... Also, two years since Kobe died. Yeah, yeah, that's the day. Crazy. So two, sad. Yeah. Two years. It's crazy. Amazingly. And uh, we're on Nick's watch. Uh, they lost again. Yeah, they lost by what, 20 to Miami? They lost 15 to the Heat. That's, they're, they're just they're in a free fall. Julius Randle's terrible. I watched him hit the bottom of the backboard with a shot in that game and then complain about a foul. 11 points in 27 minutes. No, not what you need. Not what you need. But it's, it's not where you look for. Cam Reddish played. Ten good. minutes, he got six points. Good. Hey, how's Shake Milton doing? Is he on a team anywhere? Eric? Shake Milton was never a New York Knicks. No, I know, but you're a Sixer fan. How is Shake Milton and doing? Is, I have not seen him much on the court. Um, all I know is that we might be getting James Harden next year. Ah, uh, yes. As hard as the fix-nothing player. <laughs> I, I don't believe any of that stuff. No? He just came out and said, who are you hearing this from? He's like, because if it's not me, it, it doesn't mean a goddamn thing. He's like, yes, I'm frustrated because one of my teammates can't play half the time and the rest of them keep getting Which hurt. Which is a very frustrating thing. Yes, but that does not mean I'm that dipping. I don't like living in Brooklyn and that I'm going to leave. He just kept going. Did you listen to any of his, no. his little spiel? No. He was like, who would you hear that from? Did, was it me? No. Check your sources. NBA so. trade deadline, February 10th. Yeah, I would... Uh, we'll do trade deadline stuff. That's a tough week. That's the week of the Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. That is good. Oh, yeah. Good Super week. Bowl's three days later. Um, Shout out to the NFL. Dude, two weeks we're doing the prop bet. The prop. Yeah, I know. You brought that up earlier in when they first did it, saying it would affect Valentine's Day or Valentine's Day would is. affect it. And now... No, 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 no. Valentine's me, Day is no. not going me, to affect the Super Bowl. Not at all. Is going to affect Valentine's Day. It's going to push it back a week. Let me let me ask you guys this: If with that being such a busy week, do we do a three podcast week? Ah, we'll see. Three's a lot for one week. It is. That yeah. is quite Prop that episode still the Friday for the Super Bowl in the same week. I know. I know. But one clearly trumps the other. Yeah. I know one clearly trumps one the other. One takes a very large Your Super Bowl is second. No, I'm kidding. Right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode. Every episode of the Too Many Men Sports Podcast available where you get your podcasts. 
uh, new episodes twice a week, mostly on Tuesdays and Fridays. We will see you on Friday for an episode of Too Many Men. Bye, everybody.